0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Megla Bhardwaj, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about building a community off of Amazon. And to talk about this, I have with me my good friend Mike Michelini from China. Hello, Mike. How are you?
1: Hi, Megla. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. And I mean, we've known each other for quite That's a few great. years. We've met in Hong Kong at Global Sources Summit. Um, you host an event in Shenzhen as well. So cool. Awesome. And uh, really excited about our topic for today, which is content and community um, and and specifically building this content and community off of Amazon. So Mike, before we get into the topic, do you want to give an introduction and uh, tell people about yourself, your background and how exactly you help Amazon and e-commerce sellers?
1: Sure, sure. Thanks again, for having me. Basically, I'm I'm very passionate about content, content marketing, content creation, and applying it to e-commerce and Amazon businesses. And over the years, a lot of people, you know, don't feel like it's as important. We'll get into that. But uh, I also have a podcast at Global From Asia, and I I love to, um, you know, like you said, we have, you know, marketing and, and collaboration with other people in the community. And uh, basically, I, we create content for sellers and for uh, online marketers, Uh, you know, not just Amazon, but e-commerce and uh, even, even multimedia, but uh, so many years and uh, also seller myself uh, between, between brands. But I think I mentioned I'm working on a new one and uh, I'm going through this process right now. So it's pretty exciting and relevant for people.
0: Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why de- why we decided to uh, focus on this topic, because you yourself are building a community for this new brand that you're launching. So first of all, t- tell me, Mike, I mean, why do you think it's important for Amazon sellers to build a community off of Amazon? I mean, isn't Amazon enough?
1: Yeah, like uh, we were saying before recording a little bit, but more and more Amazon's it's it's a more more like a shopping cart than a marketplace. Of course, it has the traffic, but especially if you're a new seller, it, of course, there's Amazon PPC, which there's so many people on Amazon PPC now, which is almost a requirement more and ever. But I think it's even become more of a requirement to drive external traffic to your Amazon listing. Uh, one, it's you know, it's very stressful to launch, especially if you're launching to you know get of course, the sales get some reviews, get some exposure. So definitely for launching, I think it's very important. I think it's really important for ranking, you know, Google and Facebook and all these Amazon, they don't tell you their algorithm for rank, but it seems pretty clear and generally agreed that external traffic is definitely like a ranking factor for Amazon or any kind of, I think any platform, they love to get other other sites traffic, not just their own traffic. So if you're showing amazon you're able to send in traffic from another source that's you know a, a really good signal and i also think you know well, there's people that we should call ourselves amazon sellers but i think we should, i think hopefully we're calling ourselves seller e-commerce sellers but also brand owners i mean of course there's a lot of different types of ways of selling on e-commerce there's um, there is, of course, retail arbitrage, which I'm not honestly, even I'm not so familiar with. I'm more of a private label. I'm more like, you know, being here in China and Asia, it makes more sense to make your own label, your own brand. You know, I think that's more long term sustainable than just trying to make short term cash flow by doing buy low sell high retail arbitrage. So I think to really build a long term brand, you need to build an audience. It's the most valuable thing
0: right totally makes sense so when is the right time to start investing in content for your own brand and to start building a community
1: sure it's it's a a very common question and i almost while i would love to have sellers starting to do it as soon as possible i do understand it takes time and and money that you might not have so of course it depends on your your budget Mm -hmm. and your experience level um i would say it you know, I mean, I try to do it right away, honestly, when I when I do it, uh, of course, I might have a little bit more experience and uh, ideally you could do different ways. You could do even a PR release, which I know it gets a bad reputation, PR releases these days, but I still think PR might help, you know, PR releases, um, which you can do is for just a few hundred dollars, you know, one time. Uh, there's different types of PR. You might know more than me actually, Meg, on that, but that could be an easy way to do it to get started. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a long-term, I'm a long-term investor for brands. So I, I usually invest if, you know, in content right away, blog posts and, uh, and content, but I usually tell a mo- normal sellers that maybe focus on Amazon PPC for a while, you know, maybe do some Facebook paid ads if you're good or have somebody to help you. But I would say probably until you can spend a thousand dollars a month of your profit or, or your budget, I would say when you're at that point, maybe that's when it's time to do it.
0: So after you've launched your product in Amazon, you've launched your brand, um, got a few sales going, got a few reviews, that's when you think, and you're sure that the product is a winner because a lot of times sellers, you know, launch test products. (laughs) So you want to make sure
1: that the product is. Yeah, that's true too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, that, that makes sense. True, true. I mean, that's also the reason to have like, a, hopefully you're in a niche. Like I usually focus in a niche so that if one of my products doesn't work, hopefully I could try to at least redirect some of that traffic or benefit to my other products. It's still hard on Amazon to totally do that. But um, I mean, it depends on the experience level of the seller and the budget. I, I mean, I would love them to start right away. I think it helps. Um, you know, I even just do it for my own website. So one, one trick is I don't even have a shopping cart on my own website. Usually I usually, um, just directly link to my Amazon store. So I still make a page for my Amazon for my product, but I just have a buy with Amazon and I send it to Amazon instead of trying to catch that sale on my website, especially when I'm just launching because I want to uh, drive more social traffic, web traffic, uh, to, Amazon from my page. So I also try to do that when I link to my friends or I link to social media, I go to my site and then I go to Amazon, which I know is an extra step. Some people don't want to risk that step, but I still like to do that for, I'm still a traditional web. And I also still think it might help to have the click coming from an external site to Amazon rather than the traffic going Facebook directly to Amazon, in my opinion.
0: Okay. Great. So what are some of the ways that, uh, sellers can start off, uh, you know, driving some of this external traffic?
1: Yeah. So I, I think we have one item like to share is, you know, coupon codes. You know, I know, I, I know that sellers don't have really, well, usually don't have established websites with traffic to, of their own. Mm-hmm. So one thing I like to say is make a unique coupon code on your own, uh, seller account for either one product or a certain amount of bundle of products with you know, however comfortable you can give a discount, but you know, five, 10, 20, 30% and offer that to an established blogger, maybe a review blog in your niche or uh, a Facebook group or somebody. And you're hopefully they're already an Amazon associates, which means they're in the affiliate program of Amazon. So they're going to get that five, 10% commission from Amazon directly, but you're also hopefully incentivizing them even more by saying, I will check how many sales you drive to me and I will can give you even another bonus, you know, or more promotion, more help. I could also link to you from my, my websites or maybe even feature you in my product info. Um, But these kind of alliances, which is something we could dive into more, but I think that's a good way to get started. Find, find influencers or bloggers already in the space, you know, just like we hear about these softwares, like on these, uh, on these podcasts or in blogs they are saying, Oh, use coupon code, you know, megala one, two, three, and you'll get a 10% discount. And then I, you know, also the person sending gets a discount. So they both get a not discount, but a commission. So, you know, you help your cust your listener or your audience save, just like this person that they're giving discounts to that product. So it's like an affiliate marketing, but you're making it for a product rather than like a software as a service but you can still do this kind of strategy. You can talk to a podcaster even that's in like maybe health and wellness that and you're selling a health and wellness product. You could say, Hey, I love your podcast. I love your YouTube channel. I love your video. Can I give your listeners, your, your audience a, you know, 20% discount and then I'll track it. And then I'll give you an additional bonus. If people buy, you know, stuff like that. It's like affiliate marketing, but to, to Amazon with Amazon only and no website.
0: Right. What are some ways to find these bloggers? I mean, do you just go to Google and do a search in your niche, you know, plus bloggers or Instagram, or what are some of the ways that you have found it, you've been able to find these bloggers?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm still like a Google, I I love Google personally. Um, I think also, I hate to say, but always, it depends on your niche. You know, it depends on what type of demographic you're targeting. You know, I I recently did a coffee pot um, and I I did Google. So, you know, I like it when people are, I guess, where is the customer going to make the purchasing decision? Are they, you know, Instagram would probably be, I don't want to say it, but, you know, usually it's women, it could be men, but somebody's scrolling their feed, right? And then they're like seeing a beautiful blogger that they're following and she's, he or she's like holding up like a protein shake bottle, right? Some bodybuilder. And he's saying, I use this protein or I use this. And he, I have a coupon for everybody on my list, everybody here today, link in my bio, right? So I haven't done that personally. You know, I haven't done too much influence or uh, marketing on Instagram. I know it's really popular, but you would see that, right? People would see the, the influencers have a product photo and they would say like link in bio, use this coupon code. So you can do that right to Amazon. I personally go to Google and I search like top 10 coffee pots. And then I look at those search results. Nine out of 10, those are uh, Amazon Associates bloggers. So they are people, uh, you know, living on the beach somewhere, you know, doing the online business. They don't usually want to do the Amazon themselves. Usually, usually they're just trying to get that commission from Amazon from the Associates program. So I like to just email them. Usually there's a contact button on the bottom. I send a reach, a reach out to them. I, uh, you know, I I have some scripts and I try to modify. I don't just copy paste. I do try to actually, you know, I like, I try to personalize and I do it myself. I know you could have like a VA or somebody in your team do it too, but I like to do that because I feel like I like to listen to what they're saying about my product. Sometimes they'll, they'll sometimes just say, I don't like, your product's not established enough, you know. They they actually want more reviews before they promote it. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes they, sometimes they, they want money upfront too, you mm-hmm. know, um, which you might may or may not agree to. But I it might be worth it honestly. Um, but yeah, you have a conversation with them. But usually, I do a Google search. You know, like it's called like review blogs, affiliate blogs, affiliate sites. But you can do any of these. You can hit a Facebook group up that like does coffee products, and you could coffee, you know, lifestyle. And then you could say, Hey, you know, you know, I I try to just have a conversation with them, you know, but ask them first. The the most annoying thing is when you go into like a Facebook group, you know, I think people here know you go into like Amazon group and you just spam your logistics service or you spam. (laughs) Nobody likes that. You ask, ask the moderator or the owner of that group because they spend a lot of time building that group right they don't want you to just jump in there and advertise you want to actually incentivize them you want to offer them a commission a benefit you know you have to let other people this strategy is working because you're you're telling them i want you to make money i'm not just asking you for a favor i'm trying to give you a commission or i'm trying to give you a bonus you're not just asking for something right you want to offer them something i think that's the key takeaway you want to realize these people work really hard you know it's a lot of work, right, Meghla, making this content, making this blog, you know, you want to, as the other side of that, trying to get promotions or advertisements, you have to kind of realize they spend a lot of time doing all this content. So you want to reward them for that. So you have to have that mindset when you're reaching out to these people.
0: Yeah. One other thing that I found this year specifically is that there are a lot of these Christmas markets that are happening online, because previously they used to be in December, you know, in different cities around the world, all of these small Christmas, uh, you know, like flea markets or stalls where people used to sell their products now. But of course, there are no uh, markets happening this time. So a lot of these markets are actually happening online. And that I think is a great opportunity for Amazon sellers around the world because you can now reach audiences, you know, in, in different uh, parts of the world. And a lot of these markets are actually looking for, um, you know, either handmade products or products that are made by or offered or sold by small businesses. And uh, so one of my products is a Christmassy kind of product. And I looked for yeah. <laughs> one such um, market. It's actually called Virtual uh, v- Christmas, Virtual Christmas Market. That's what it's called. And uh, they have a huge Facebook group, um, I think around 200,000 people. And they, you yeah. um, they charge you to post, to list, uh, to yep. list your product over there. Uh, it's nominal about 30 pounds or so, and that's in the UK. So yeah, I mean, they charge you, they give you a specific URL and you have to post the URL. They, they give you a scheduled time and date when your oh. post is scheduled and you can post videos or photos and you just link that, uh, you know, you can link to your own website or you can link to your Amazon page. So I think that's a, a, a different kind of opportunity that is also emerging nowadays because of COVID. So people can Agreed. definitely, yeah. Another thing that okay. um, I've heard you talk about is, you know, creating your own Facebook groups, especially if you do have yeah. a product category or a, a, a broader niche. Um, you know, I don't think you can create a Facebook group if you have just one very narrow product but you've got to have you've got to be in a niche um you know you you start your own community and it's easy to start on Facebook so do you have any pointers for people on how they can start a Facebook group
1: sure I think the first like you know the first step is what's you're going to name the group you know um I wouldn't recommend honestly calling it my brand community you know Mm -hmm. I would recommend making it more general like you know you know like uh christmas gift lovers or you know coffee lovers or some kind more general that's for a few reasons but uh you know one it doesn't sound as commercial right so who you know just try to always think i think the best best thing to do is think about the other person the, the general user would they want to join some corporate company's facebook group right they want to join something more about the topic right um and that that's a that's a big one and then the other is have have a have a reason like you said like maybe even make your own uh, marketplace in a way i mean that's a bigger project but if you keep it kind of general and wider then you can do a lot more you could you could be your um you could become a platform even but I don't want to get gray or black. I'm not, but I mean, there's two strategies. One is you can be transparent and say you are a brand owner on Amazon. And two, you could have it. I don't want to say hi, but maybe just don't be, don't really. I mean, you could almost say we sponsor it. You could be your own sponsor, right? You could pin to top on the Facebook, say this is sponsored by, I've seen this even with, uh, you know, Amazon groups that are like, this is sponsored by by this company, you know, click here for the coupon. Maybe you could pin it to top and say you're a sponsor. Um, maybe you're a sponsor instead of an owner, right? And I, so you want to think about your positioning, your strategy. But I would just say I would make it a little bit more broad just about the community. And then you could even do your own like, yeah, you could even, I mean, we we'll talk, might talk about that later today too, but you might want to actually make a separate blog, a uh, website. You know, I know that's more work and advanced But it might be strategic to have a more neutral site than your brand website. Again, it's about the perception of the visitor. And then you're like linking to your Amazon products. It's really advanced, but you can even talk about your competitor's products. Oh, wow. I don't want to get too shady, but you don't want to say something bad, but you could just put yours above your competitors, right? Like in a review blog, often you're recommending products and you're saying, this is the best. This is the second best. this is number one, two, three. So others, others do things like that. But I think for the Facebook group, you would just keep it more general. And then you don't have to really, you don't, again, you don't really want to keep promoting your product, promoting your product, right? You have to actually put uh, insightful news. You would put um, even just a simple photo, like everybody loves motivational quotes, you know, like but hopefully it's related to your industry so it could be like coffee you know like again i keep i'm thinking about coffee i'm still in these groups even though i'm not involved with that <laughs> that brand now but you, i still see it on my feed like oh another coffee and it's people like post pictures of them drinking coffee i don't know it's like this group that just people share photos of them drinking coffee you know or, oh. so i mean there's so many groups right so you don't want to just say oh buy my product buy my product right you want to actually just be more give 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 like a Vee, he says jab 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 right hook you know you want to kind of educate 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 and then ask right yeah.
0: yeah yeah and building a facebook group and community it takes time so i mean you know i have a couple of facebook groups and i know yeah. that you have to really nurture the community I mean- you have to provide a lot oh, of content and on a consistent basis. I think that's the most difficult part. Right? You have to be very, very consistent in in the types of, uh, you know, the, the content that you're providing, the value that you're providing. And also to keep Facebook's algorithms happy, you've got to get engagement because if there's not much engagement, <laughs> yeah. then Facebook yeah. doesn't show posts exactly. to your members. And Facebook also won't show right um, your group to other people. So you won't be able to grow your group organically. So yeah, I think those are the two things, consistent, useful content, and also get people to engage. Yeah.
1: I was. I always try to tell people to have a schedule. You know, you could Zapier, you could make some automations. Like I have some friends that have automations. So they post to a Facebook group, like certain amount of times per week. And then, um, but you don't want to, you know, you could just have a question. Sometimes the best ones are just open questions, right? You know, like just something very easy for somebody to answer, you know, that... Or A or B, you know, like what's your favorite thing, you know, for that. So just some, you should, yeah, like you said, questions and and um. But yeah, you could automate it somewhat, but yeah, you definitely need uh, real people to engage on the account. Which I know sometimes sellers and business owners sometimes get so busy in their, I know the logistics and PPC and things like that, but hopefully somebody on the team enjoys it enough to keep it engaged because yeah like you said otherwise it's not important you could also link to it right on your website you could link to it on emails Uh, you could link to it you know i know some people are nervous about amazon itself but in the package you could actually say that either directly on the package or you could kind of somehow get a rebate system or there's other systems where people might want to opt in to get uh, either in facebook groups or emails things like that
0: yeah Okay. So Facebook groups, that's one thing. Um, let's talk about emails. So how do we collect emails and what are some of the ways to build an email list?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think I don't want to say it's easy, but at the same time, I think e-commerce customers want usually specials. Everybody likes a deal, right? So <laughs> yeah, you got to think, why would somebody want to sign up for this list, right? Why would somebody want to get my email? You know, you don't really want to just say like, get my newsletter. You got to kind of, you know, you kind of got to offer something. Um, first I would recommend, but I do want to be a good disclosure. You got to be careful with the TOS of Amazon, but I like to still put inserts in my package. So, you know, I would just say, you know, be comfortable on your, for yourself as a, a seller, but I, I do do it. Uh, You got, you got to be careful what you say in the packaging, but um, you know, I just want to build a list. I want to build a relationship. I'm not just trying, I'm not asking them to give me a five-star review in my packaging. I'm saying like warranty program, you know, VIP member, you know, join my family, join my brand, be part of something, you know, get involved in what we're doing. Um, That's, that's one way is just inserts in the packaging. Um, just be a little bit, you know, cautious about, don't just say, give me a five-star review. You know, I, they still get away with this somehow. I don't, I don't do it, but it's definitely not something you don't want to ask for reviews directly in the packaging. But I do say like, you know, join our family, you know, join the family, join the movement. You know, you want to be a, a brand. You also want to stand for something. Right. I, I usually like to tell people to try to, even in packaging, packaging is a good one, but you know, try to talk about sustainability, try to talk about, you know, Maybe you're even trying to give money to a uh, foundation. You know, the most important is actually do what you say. Don't just, yeah. there's, some, there's some bad people. I've, at least I hope it's almost not true, but I've heard of that. They they say they donate and they don't, but do what you say. But um, basically you want people to kind of join your, your movement, join your, uh, be part of your brand. And I think the best is when they get that package and they open it up. And you can actually have some nice presentation, right? Everybody talks about the iPhone, you know, it's like the, that noise when you open it's like, it almost like pops. When I think they designed it like that. They designed everything like that. But I think one is basically some way to, to catch the email, either in the email follow-up or from Amazon, which I know is getting harder, or in the packaging. But the other way is in, in your website, you know, if, if they do come to the website, either from, you know, Amazon or from organic you have there's uh, just like any website has a po- i know some people don't like pop-ups but some either a pop-up or even just a normal like subscribe i invest in ebooks so i'm making mm. uh, we did a coffee recipe ebook i don't think it costs that much money you know you could outsource that somewhat easily you know depends on your brand but you could just make a a listicle like a long form ebook and PDF. And then you offer that it's called like a lead magnet in internet marketing words, but you might want to offer that on your website. Say, I'll give you a top 10 coffee recipes that we found. And then they they have to give their email to get that. So those are some ways. Um, And then you might want to say maybe every month we give away free products or we give away or give super discounts, right? So people want to get discounts. Hopefully your product is it a repeatable purchase or at least maybe they might want to buy it for their friends. So, you know, you want, you want to offer exclusive discounts to people on your list. That's one reason. And then, um, so that's a few, I don't know if I could dig into some of those or. Yeah. that's uh,
0: I think even on Facebook. Um, so when you have your own Facebook group, then you can ask people to drop in their email address to, you know, receive some, a, a, an ebook or some other sort of resource. I think that's a good way as well. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So then, let's say we do have these email addresses, and again, this doesn't happen overnight. It's a process that will take a couple of months, uh, if not, you know, maybe a, a, at least a year to start paying off. But what what do you do with those email addresses then? Let's say you do have all of the email addresses.
1: Sure. There's the simple strategy and an advanced strategy. The simple strategy is you should have like a simple follow-up sequence, hopefully, you know, like I said, so you get the email, you get the book. So you get the PDF. You can have, I think even MailChimp has this for their free plan. Now it used to be like a paid feature, but they have the automations. So you can give them like another email day two, day four, day six. Um, You might want to have some kind of a follow-up series. It's usually called. I know that a little bit might be a little bit overwhelming. You don't got to get so complicated, but uh, basically you could just keep dropping some hints and you, you do that once. And then you, you do that. It's, it's set forever, right? That's for your new subscribers. And then you want to hopefully have, you want to keep your list alive. So I've worked with some sellers and they have a massive list mm-hmm. and they haven't emailed them in ever, like oh. <laughs> never, like never. Cause they collected them. They had great inserts and people opted in. And I'm talking about like thousands and thousands of emails. And uh, so I, I work with them to send it. Um, and it, it still worked though. It still worked, but it's a little bit more shocking. Sometimes they forgot why. Sometimes they like say, who, who are you? Why are you emailing me? Yeah. You know, you don't want them to forget about you. So you, I would say at least try to do it once a month. I would say, it, I would, you know, I would, I think the ideal is weekly, mm-hmm. at least Um and also depends how many products you have. It depends on, you know, uh, you know, how big of a seller you are. You know, you don't want to keep saying the same product, selling the same product. But if you have new products, people love to hear about new products. People love to, of course, Black Friday or Cyber Monday, which is happening. You know, um, you can almost get away with emailing them anything on those days and just some kind of discounts. But usually, um, hopefully you're doing something good for the community. We, you know, even a small little tidbit maybe just have motivational quotes again you know you just lo- w- just put your own branding on your quote and just send it out or sometimes you just compile your social media posts and make it into a newsletter you know mm. try to leverage what you're already making even your own content on amazon you know try to leverage the same content across multiple channels because some people prefer email or social or you know different ways
0: yeah i think that's um, that's great advice and also you know multi-purposing um, all, all of the, the content that you have. So for example, if you do have an ebook, you could probably splice it and uh, sense, you know, chapters yeah. or maybe sections of the e-book as, 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 uh, as articles.
1: Yeah, that's another snippets, way. Like, snippets
0: of the ebook. yeah.
1: Back to the recipe, I think I've done it both ways. I did just, actually, I think what we did was the book was in Amazon for the mm-hmm. opt-in on Amazon. And I think on the website, you would get a recipe a day for 10 days. So I said, every day we'll, we'll send you a recipe. So it's just text-based emails. Um, another one is user-generated content. Try to get your, in the most ultimate way to be a brand is other people say things about you, good, hopefully good things, but you <laughs> wanna maybe have them send you the picture of how they're using the product, educating, educating your customer about your product or your industry, right? Um, you know, featuring, a, featuring a, uh, a customer, right? Say, oh, this customer, you know, used a product and, uh, and loves it and uh, try to get them to like, you know, allow, of course you try to get permission for that, but promoting your customers is another right. real good way.
0: Right. And I think um, with content, what really helps is creating a content calendar And you could do that for a month or you could do that for a couple of months, but that really helps, um, you know, you could plot on the calendar, what content you want to repurpose and how you want to repurpose it and, and post it on different channels. But I think the most difficult part of content marketing is being consistent. And Mm -hmm. that is the most rewarding as well, because if you are consistent, if you show up every single day or every week, then your audience is going to take notice but if you don't show up it's going to be if you just show up you know once every four months it's not going to be effective at all so yeah and
1: Mm -hmm. that's why hopefully you can budget out front. you know like budget it you know set it up in advance right that takes Mm -hmm. some biggest pressure when you're when you're going week to week or post to post right that's when it gets stressful for me at least and i think many others you know like oh it's thursday i gotta send out another letter newsletter but if you if you plan it in advance, have it prepared in advance, right? So I like to call it a buffer. So if I have a buffer, so I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I try to always make sure I have a couple of weeks out, you know, planned at least. And then uh, that, cause I think that's when people start, like you said, I think that's when people started getting inconsistent when they fall behind and then yeah. uh, it's hard to catch up. So yeah, try to keep ahead by having like a schedule, like you said.
0: Right, and so in all of these, you know, external marketing and all that we're doing, let's say we're driving traffic back to our Amazon listings what sort of URL do we use uh, should we just li- link back to the listing or you know the search find by URL or two-step URL or whatever that's called can you explain a little sure, bit about that and the pros and cons of uh, using those yeah, types of URLs, super URLs.
1: Yeah, super. There's all kinds of super URLs nowadays. Uh, the original gotten, you know, got people in trouble with you know stuffing keywords in the search and the queries. But um, I, I like to. Hopefully, you're brand registered. I know brand registry takes time, but I usually try to get brand registered as soon as possible, even before I, I launch. I'm, I'm going through it now. I have a trademark already, um, but I know some people don't have that set up. But I like to send it to my storefront personally, Amazon storefront page. Um, and there's a few reasons why one reason is I somehow have ownership or control over that page in Amazon because it's my brand and it's my, uh, I can kind of control somewhat the design and the content more than my own listing, which sounds crazy, but I think people know listings sometimes can get changed, yeah. uh, cause it's more of a catalog system. And also it also has analytics inside, like very basic, but you can actually put a tracking code and see where it came from, like web or social. So I, I like to send mine personally to an, my Amazon storefront page of that product. So I make like a dedicated product page for that product. And then I link to my Amazon listing from that, mm-hmm. which is another step I know. But um, I want to rank that in Google and I want to rank, I want to uh, uh, have the most control of my user as possible.
0: Okay. Makes sense. So um, let's come back to talking about the community. So h- what are some ways to grow the community and and segment the community and, and you know, make it more effective uh, to sort of co- get conversions from them?
1: Sure. So. So probably your first group would just be a general community group, you know, probably and you can also decide in Facebook or any group, you do you make it public? Do you make it closed? You know, application only. Probably you're just gonna make it public. I would assume. I would recommend because you probably just want, unless they're just, as long as they're not spammers. But I usually let people join. Mm-hmm. But as you, like you said, as you grow the group, as you grow your business, as you grow your customers, uh, you can just for any business, e-commerce service, whatever. But I like to call it like a VIP group or influencer group, brand ambassador group. So I I want to make that a little bit more exclusive. And I can put it in that, I can put it in this general group and say, Hey, do you want to get insights about the new products we're working on before anybody else knows? Do you want to get like, um, you know, you know, more, you know, freebies or you got to be a little bit careful. It's, it depends on what your positioning for your brand is, but you know, do you want to get some like giveaway products? Do you want, maybe we could even pay you for your content, your time um, I would say, you know, apply for this group and then I'll make that second group a uh, application group, like a closed group. And then in this group is really where you start to hear a lot of Im- amazing insights. Um, I'm not sure if Anchor did it, but of course everybody knows Anchor. Anchor has a power user group on mm-hmm. their own website, still there on the footer. They've rephrased it. I, look, I recently looked, but it used to say uh, Amazon review. They say, we don't force you to have an Amazon review, but we do... Give you, you know, they asked you at least share it on social, share it, make content about the product. It used to be like Amazon Review. But um, even I think that's really how they grew their brand. One of one of the key ways was this uh power user, I believe is what they call it. But you can call it whatever you want, like your VIP, your ambassador, your super user. You can get really creative on your, you know, maybe you have a, you know, like some people get really funny with the name, they can make it like a certain title, like your own title. Like, uh, I don't know if, you know, I'm blanking on some examples here, but you can get creative. Right. But I usually just call it like a VIP group or an ambassador group. And then in there, you really just say, you guys are special. And we really want to hear from you. We really want to engage with you. You know, we want to hear from you. This is, and then you share like insights of what's happening in the company and then say, Hey, this is a new product. What do you think? Um, and hopefully, again, hopefully your brand, your product line is something they're really passionate about, and they're like, "Oh, they're giving you feedback even before you've you've made it." But that would be a, a way I would segment, segment the groups and the lists.
0: Right, and then you basically it's just like give basically them making a
1: membership. It's like a membership, membership. for your, uh, basically making a membership.
0: Right, and then you give them you know better discounts deals preferential access to new products and things like that. Right. Just make them feel special.
1: Yeah. Like make them feel special. And then, but you need, you know, it's a real big asset because now you can uh, launch products to them. You can get feedback even before you create a product, they can create content for you. You know, you can uh, have them prepare things in advance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many people spend a lot of money on photos and videos from professional photographers. But I think a lot of times more effective is real user, even if it's not perfect. I think I, I, I think other sellers agree with me, but some people think the less formal is more believable than that professional, like high, high definition music in the background, yeah. video of the product. I know that some sellers are crazy and they want the most perfect content. But sometimes that like, like that mom that's got this crying kid and drops the, drops the plastic bowl, but then they have this one, it has a clip-ons, right? Some clip, I'm just making this up, but some kind <laughs> of clip-on holder so that the cereal bowl of the kid doesn't fall, right? But this is like a real one, right? So you have this mommy that's like showing showing it, right? So I would recommend mixing that into your your listing, right? And then, uh, but by having these people in this group, you can, um, I think a lot of times they're just shot, people are shy. they don't know that they can give you this feedback or content. So I, I would even I think it's valuable, and you know they'd be pretty happy with you know a little bit of money you know for their for their work. So mm-hmm. I would I don't I don't think it's a problem to offer them money. I'm probably going to pay photographers videographers a lot more anyway. So I usually offer them something for that, mm-hmm. and they're happy.
0: Okay, so let's talk about some of the more advanced tactics that you usually employ. So blogging, you know, making your own blog and putting content on your own brand site so do you want to share some tips for users on how to get started with their own blog
1: sure i mean i think a lot of times the best is solving problems questions i think think about the marketing funnel uh the difference of google and amazon traffic is google traffic is usually more people searching informational or comparison so one strategy is you're just educating your customer with your blog You know, um, so I would do some keyword research, most likely Google keyword, not Amazon keyword, but people are searching like how to make a coffee, you know, how to, you know, the how-tos are, uh, I love those. Mm -hmm. And then that's very top of funnel though. They might not be ready to buy your product. That's where you gotta try to get their email opt-in or try to uh, pixel them. Maybe if you're doing Facebook ads, you know, retargeting them on Facebook. So just, just be aware that that's more educational is top of funnel. And then middle of funnel, this is where it's tricky to do on your own blog, but I've done it on my own brand blog where you compare your brand versus your competitor. So we had a massive competitor called Bialetti in the coffee pots. And what we did is nobody knew our brand, but people were searching Bialetti compet, uh, uh, alternatives, mm. be, you know brand name, this versus like vs you know you sometimes people see this versus that or this cheaper this or you know so if you're just a small scrappy startup brand with no nobody knows you you can leverage the big brand by being the alternative or being the comparison um but it's tricky to do like that on your own site because obviously it's it's your brand so people might not believe it or click it because they see your name on the site so that's where it might get more advanced to actually have a more neutral site that's not a brand site mm-hmm. and then you do you become the uh, you become that affiliate site and you can write top 10 products for this niche and then you know obviously put yourself higher up on the list. Hopefully your product is good. You know, Hopefully you don't know, make a good product, but um, that's a little bit more advanced. I know obviously to make a whole new website, but I still think like even on your own site, just educational, mm-hmm. educational is, is always the easy, easy one. And then the other is you can put affiliate links and of course you'll get commission, but not just getting commission, you get data. You know, your traffic is getting what customer. Um, so if people are buying. Maybe you're. I keep talking about coffee because I have experience with that. But you sell the coffee pot, but then you can talk about other products you don't make yet. If you're getting traffic on those, even if you're sending traffic to your competitor on Amazon, later you could switch that to your product. So you're mm-hmm. seeing what's ranking. It's similar to like Amazon PPC or any kind of paid ads. You see what's converting, and this is like you see what organic content's working, and then you can. Choose your next product based on which content on your blog is performing better, and then you have an advantage because you're already ranking in Google, and you can add your product on that page, or you can even ha- or you could even do something crazy, like people could sign up when it's ready. You know, we don't ours isn't ready yet. You could have an email out there, and we'll email you when it's ready, something like that. You know, you want to always try to collect data, collect information, collect feedback. Right,
0: that makes sense. Okay, so that was some great advice in building a community and different, uh, you know, using different channels to build a community. So once we have this community, how do we leverage uh, this community to grow our sales and launch products? Do you have any tips for people for that?
1: Sure. I mean, I try to empower my community and I try to really, you know, I know, we, you know, I guess everything's online now, but I, I've been to trade shows, like in the bar industry, I would go to trade shows. I went to even a coffee trade show with, uh, you know, I like to engage with the people. I mean, just like in the Amazon community, we got, we, we've got to know each other here. I think hopefully, you know, you as a seller likes the community that you're in, but even if you don't like, maybe you could even hire a brand ambassador, maybe one person that one of your customers or your Facebook group has really been standing out, right? He or she could be your brand ambassador. Maybe you just find one of them or two of them and then even give them a small contract uh, to engage with the others in the community, even go to events for you. I've done this before. I mean, I, 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 uh, I had a forum back when forums were good on my uh, bar product site and bartenders would find me and then start talking on my forum. I mean, this is an older one, but it could be on Facebook. You'll start to see who's active in your community, basically. Even with email, you can see who's opening up the email enough. You could um, set up points if you're a little bit more advanced, but you can set up points and see who's most, you know, who's clicking what, how many times, are, who's opening your emails the most. But basically, you could also just send those people a special email. You could run a survey. It's year end right now. You could just do a general survey say, so fill out this survey and I'll give you a coupon or a freebie or a discount. You know, if you fill out this survey, you know, you, you just want to learn from these people as much as possible. So I would say, you know, um, sometimes I find out they wrote a book, you know, like a cocktail recipe book. I'll try to do a joint product with them. Like uh, for the new brand I'm working on, I'm trying to find out how I can help these people. in my like, community my customer base and how can i align with them and bundle the product or bundle their service or you know promote them on my website maybe i can make a directory on my website listing out these top customers you know um top people in the community and promote them because there's so much you can do i mean obviously um i hope that's somewhat helpful i mean uh but basically, was to say, try to find your top, most active user. You know, I think what any business would want to do that. You want to know who's who's your raving fan, who's your true fan, and then, and then not, and then and then let them engage with you. Ask them to reply to your email. Some people say no reply at brand In one of my startups, I did please reply at my. <laughs> I mean, My my That's from brilliant. was please reply. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why people have to be so impersonal. I I try to like actually make it, make it. You want the reply. You want the feedback. Mm. Exactly. Wow,
0: that was a lot of great information, Mike. And I hope, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's given people ideas on, on how to start building their community. So do you want to also tell people how they can reach you? And do you want to talk a little bit more about your your own services? Any specific services that you want to mention? Or, you know, your event, Cross Border Summit, which, of
1: course, is currently yeah. on hold? <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for that one till the world opens again. But, but yeah, um, you know, I... I mean, I share Global From Asia, you know, some content too. And if people are interested in some of that, uh, as far as content as a service, I use, um, my corporate name's always been Shadstone. It's, I'm not so public about, it's, you know, I have so many brands, but um, Shadstone is my, kind of like my agency and I'm working on it in s- very early stage. We, it had to be a beta user and it's application only, but getfrenzy.com, it's, it's a newer one for finding influencers um, more within the micro influencer. So the idea is we can help you with the Facebook group and to, to get people to apply, to be part of your uh, your brand ambassador program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm building it out with my own brand now. So it's still very early stage, but I would, you know, if somebody's willing to work with us there, there's an apply button at get frenzy with the I.com. Uh, so okay. that, that would be a, another way.
0: And I'll put the links in the show notes and uh, on the landing page. So guys, okay. you can go to theasianseller.com and uh, just search for Mike over there or you'll see the podcast on the first page as well. And uh, check out all of the links over there. Great. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time today. You. It was lovely catching up and wish you all yeah, the very yeah, best a lot. for your new launch.
1: Thanks so much, Michael. It's has been a pleasure. Right. Thanks
0: for having me. Take care. Bye.